0: Hi there, I'm Barry Forward, and welcome to the Reboot Forward Podcast. This is the podcast where we take a deep dive into the wonderful world of change, reinvention, transformation, and just plain doing something different. In particular, how it impacts the people who go through that change, what they've learned from their journey through change, and ultimately, what has allowed them to reboot forward. My guest today on the podcast is industrial designer, Alex Thole, co-founder of uh, Dive Design in Boonton, New Jersey, where he and his business partner, Adam Heck, are committed to creating and bringing game-changing products to life. Their company's slogan, and I love it, empowering people and ideas through damn good design. When I first met Alex several years ago now, he was pushing his way toward an industrial design degree at Philadelphia University. At the time, he was flipping cars and go-karts to earn a few extra dollars uh, to help him through school. And he ultimately graduated and then spent some time working on his design skills in California before returning home to New Jersey to work with Adam. Their company, Dive Design, is a full-service product development firm offering a range of services from physical product development to process optimization. We're going to talk all about that with Alex and how the pandemic has impacted their business. Maybe just from your perspective, been a a tumultuous year, tumultuous seven, eight months. Um, How have you seen it change your industry? What has happened in terms of change, in terms of industrial design
1: over the past seven, eight months? That's actually uh, an excellent question. I think every industrial designer uh, in the US at least thought that people were going to immediately cut all projects. That was going to be the first thing they wanted to do is stop any uh, exploratory design, exploratory work, anything like that, which is a majority of what we do is um, figuring out how to solve problems and bringing them to market. Uh, So I think around May, we had stayed pretty busy um, and June had rolled around. And of course our predictions had come true and um, you know everything started coming to a halt. But you know what, very soon after that, it picked up and it got better than it has ever been since um, I've gone out into the real world here. So I think it, it was unexpected, the uh, business that we had and the uptick that we had.
0: What are the type of things that are coming in? What are the you, you say? I mean, we went through this phase of everybody was just stunned because of uh, the halt in the economy and things like that. What are people driving towards? What are, what are your clients saying to you in terms of, uh, you know, now we'd like to investigate this
1: problem? Sure. Yeah. So we work with a lot of startups, early stage companies, and some larger ones, definitely working more towards those larger ones nowadays. But I have to tell you, I think what's happened is since a lot of people are out of work, they've decided now is the time that they want to risk it and pursue something that has been on their mind for a long time. So we had a lot of inquiries from people that wanted to further develop a product that they've just been too busy to do uh, while they've been at work. And now is the time that they wanted to do it, um, whether it's consumer electronics, prosthetics related, um, software related, you know, it, it's been a, a whole slew.
0: When you, you mentioned those three areas and you have particular, I would say some experience in, in the prosthetics uh, uh, field, if you will, maybe walk me through kind of the three sets. What would be an example of a prosthetics What's a consumer electronics, the, you know, the other Items that you're
1: working on? Sure. Yeah, I'll start with the consumer electronics. Uh, I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to and understand. Uh, one of the products we're working on right now, which will be launching in a couple of weeks, is a building intercom system. And we've poured a lot of time and effort into this, and we're really proud of where it's come. Um, but if you think of uh, the ring doorbell, for example, how that caters to the home market, uh, what we've been designing caters to the apartment complex market and the building owners and the building management teams. So this is something that a a great deal of people will have access to and and better secure their buildings and uh, have better access to it. So that's that's a pretty exciting one that we're almost finished up on, uh, and hopefully we'll see that come to fruition um, mid-2021 and start really being implemented. Uh, As far as the prosthetics goes, uh, we've started in the prosthetics realm with animals. We worked with the leading animal orthotist, uh, Derek Campana out of Virginia, and um, helped him solve one of the largest problems he had in his company was uh, full limb prosthetics. So animals that have a full front limb amputation, uh, there was really no solution to that. You either had to have a partial limb to work off of, or it really wasn't possible. And so he had come up with a design that was just too time intensive to really mass produce and uh, when we had met with him, we had been introduced to that problem, and we, we were able to solve that using additive manufacturing, which is another word for 3D printing, um, algorithmic design, which is a, a digital computer tool that we use in 3D scanning. Um, so that's a second part of it. We're now moving into the human world just a little bit, which is pretty exciting Um, But I think that's that's a a very good kind of scope of it. We did do a lot of brand development and web development when we first started, but I think that's really kind of started to fade out, which we're okay with and really starting to hone in on um, product development.
0: With the prosthetics, and maybe I I hate to use this, this might sound very cheesy, but uh, the (laughs) walk me through this. So an an animal uh, currently, they had to have a little, uh, I'll call it us. a piece of their limb. It's probably a very crude way to describe it. And now they don't need that and they can, you you built something that helps them kind of almost have that fourth leg back in play.
1: Yeah. I'll briefly walk, briefly walk you through it. Um, A lot of dogs are succumbed to osteosarcoma, which is a type of um, cancer that spreads quickly And what the doctors see a lot of is that this starts in the limbs, uh, usually lower in the limbs uh, and works its way up to the body itself. Um, So for that reason, if it's caught early, the doctors can amputate on the lower half of the extremity. And if that's the case, building a prosthesis is quite easy. You've got the remaining limb to work off of. If they catch the cancer or what have you later on and it's spread upwards and they need to remove the full limb, um, there's, there were very few options on the market. And so we are the ones who are building these generative designed uh, 3D printed prosthetics that wrap around the torso of these animals and create that fourth leg like you had mentioned
0: I walk, I watched some of the videos on your website, uh, or at least videos that I saw. And it seems like the animals are pretty happy about this. And I, how did you test this? How did you, you, you know, get through the process? I mean, it's, it's one thing it's we're talking to a dog here.
1: How, yeah. do, you, how do you get them to, to try it out in trial and error? The design process is extremely iterative and any good designer goes through hundreds of iterations before they land on a solid direction. Uh, And that is what's so fun about the industry that I'm in. And you're right, Barry, we, we can't communicate with these animals. It's hard for us to ask them, how is that fitting? How is that feeling? So we rely heavily on our partner, Derek, who is an animal orthotist and prosthetist to examine how they walk their gait and everything. So we went through about a hundred or so prototypes before we came to one that we felt confident in, um, rolling out. So I think by the 70th, we had started doing uh, testing and we had used a few, um, uh, what will you call them? Um, Guinea pigs <laughs> 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 to help us, uh, examine this. And, and they went off and they, they tried using this fourth leg and some were very stubborn about it and some picked it up immediately. So what we learned from that is that they're, needed to be some training involved for dogs that uh, were resistant to it. And for those that picked it up immediately, they also needed training to better their posture, better their gait. And this all sounds a little crazy. We're talking about animals here, but um, these, these animals are so receptive to the training. And, and when they finally realize that this limb is here to help them, not hurt them um, they seem to pick it up quite well.
0: It must be really rewarding to see something like that, you know, in the work you do. I mean, and and I it, I get a sense that that's kind of your perfect project anyway, not just with the the prosthetics, but with all the other things is helping make the world a little bit a better place for for somebody
1: something, some group of people, some solving, animals. Solving those problems and seeing the solution come to life and and make change is an incredible feeling. You're right, the prosthetics does offer, I'd say, a little bit more of that than maybe some consumer electronics. But uh, nonetheless, the feeling is incredible. When a project gets completed and it's working and the client is satisfied and the consumers are satisfied and, and everyone has smiles on their face, that's the best feeling. So
0: intercoms in a in an apartment complex, how can that be updated? It seems so simple to me, yet we've had the introduction of uh, cell phone reception, you know, getting connected that way, what is it that you, what was the problem that your client came to you and said, Hey, this is the situation we have and we want to improve it.
1: Well, I'll relate this right back to the ring story that we talked about a little bit earlier. We had the same problem with, with home intercom systems. They were bulky. They required an electrician to come out to install them. You needed some piece of uh, hardware inside the home with a screen on it. You needed power for it. It was a very bulky process, uh, not intuitive, and people really didn't want to spend the money on it. The value wasn't there. And what Ring had found out is that by creating a community and by creating a product that anyone can install, it would become widespread. And this hasn't made its way to the um intercom market until now for, for building complexes. And we're really trying to accomplish a a very similar thing here where we're connecting all the residents, we're keeping them informed. um, And we're just making the installation 10,000 times easier than it was uh, in all previous methods.
0: So as an industrial designer on this one, how do you approach this? Like, how do you, they just come to you and say, Hey, we got a problem. How would you, You know, what would you have done to get this going, this off the ground?
1: It all depends upon where the client wants to start and their budget, to be honest with you, Barry. Um, A lot of times we have a client who's done a lot of development on their own and wants to further what they've already produced to create the product. A lot of times we have clients who have the idea in mind, don't know how to bring it to fruition. And for us, that's the most exciting part because they're so open. They're willing to explore different ideas. They're willing to explore a few degrees to the left or to the right and figure out new ways um, of achieving their solution that they had kind of come up with. Um, and so for us, we really enjoy the research and market validation side of that, where we get to go out and interview people to make sure that they would actually want something like what the founder or inventor wants. Um, and we've got a, a good market for it. And we understand the design, the style that they would want and so on. And so for us, that's the really exciting part is when we can start from the foundation and build that and, and you know, build this beautiful structure, not not start when the foundation is already done, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you and I have known
0: each other for, oh, I think seven years or so. Just about. Yeah. yeah, just about seven, six, seven years. And my, que- my question to you is how did a guy, young guy, who is uh, kind of his claim to fame was flipping cars and making a few <laughs> bucks off flipping cars, make this way, this change, this transformation into having your own design firm
1: where you're offering this to your clients? Oh Barry, I think about this every day. It's such a good question. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with um, finding your passion, finding something you're really dedicated to. Um, I share this passion with my co-founder who's been uh, incredible to work with. So that's always a big bonus. But for someone like me who struggled very, very early on with school and grades and all that. I think now that I look back on it, it all had kind of come down to time management and organization, something that I never really understood the way I understand now and how crucial that is. Even for people that feel organized and and are up to speed on everything, I think there's improvement to be made with everyone. And for me, that was the turning point uh, in taking what I love to do about interacting with people when it came to flipping cars and um, when it came to the design side and really marrying the two and, and creating an agency. Your your um,
0: energy, I would say. And I'm going back to our our introduction back in the way. So you had all this energy, and you were just looking for a a home. You had always thought about this design piece. Um, organization was it daily
1: habits? What was it that got you in the groove? Oh my gosh, that's a great another good question. Uh, what got me in the groove? I think it was a lot of head beating, to be honest with you. And I mean, in a very sincere way, it's this, you have to be dedicated to it. You have to embrace it and you can't let yourself down, especially when it comes to staying organized and staying on track and setting goals and setting deadlines for that. It it just benefits you in so many different ways. It holds yourself accountable. Um, And I think for me, holding myself accountable was something I I didn't do often when I was younger.
0: You, You here, you are 2020. And you have uh, uh, the start of a really successful agency. And what do, you, what do you do on a daily basis to keep yourself grounded so that you're, you're organized?
1: So for a startup like us, every day is a whirlwind. Every day is a little bit of a rush. And that's really exciting. But no matter what, I have to come in and I have to take a look at our uh, project management program and understand what my goals are for that day, what I absolutely need to get done, what is a priority, what clients need from us, um, how I need to delegate our team to properly uh, accomplish those tasks, how I need to help the team. So for me, the the first thing is taking a look at that and making sure that I know what I need to accomplish for the day, what our team needs to accomplish for the day, and being able to go back and say, is that done? Did I get this done? How can I help this person get that done?
0: When you look at this for someone else who might be looking on this uh, from the outside and they say, well, this is just, Hey, it's normal business. This is operating. You've got a lot of uh, staff. You've got people you've hired. How do you uh, lead in this way? How do you take a, you know, take it, other people down the path with you?
1: Trust is the most incredible thing. When you bring somebody on who is just as passionate about what you're trying to accomplish and trusts you. You you offer that same back to them. You offer them the ability to grow. You offer them that trust to grow um, and implement change, implement uh, new items to the company. And for us, uh, having a team like that, being strategic on who we've brought on, how we bring them on, um, how they help us grow, and how they help the company grow, has been pivotal. And I think you know, to any entrepreneur or anyone looking to start a company, your team is is really the most important part. It's you, it's your co-founder and it's your team. And if you don't have a good team, you have nothing.
0: So when you're uh, working, because you you mentioned startups and I, I I spend many years in the startup business, uh, just starting different ventures. And when you look out at the environment right now, the landscape and you see all these companies scrambling to get uh, their feet and get going, what do you, what do you look for in, Potential partners, uh, potential companies that you would back in terms, and you'd be willing to get into bed uh, bed with business wise.
1: Motivation is the biggest thing. We get that a lot, where we have startups or individuals saying, "Well, you take a piece of equity," and um, you know, for us, it doesn't mean anything. We'd rather somebody pay us for our first few phases and show us how dedicated and motivated they are, and then be able to offer that rather than right off the bat, because it means nothing. You know, no one's got any credibility on either side. So um, now that people are kind of uh, looking for new positions or starting new ventures, we want to see how motivated they are. We want to see how dedicated they are to the idea, to the product before we we jump in bed with them.
0: A question I ask uh, uh, some people, and, and it's about this, like your faith in humanity, faith in uh, the creative process. Mm-hmm. Do you see... Across the country, uh, from your vantage point, huge creativity, huge innovation happening. Do you think that it's uh, we're in a place of uh, a really dynamic place? Or what? Do you, what is your sense of just innovators right now in this time and stage that we're in?
1: Are people willing to go for it? Yes and no. A lot of people are very, very stubborn. They come up with an idea or they raise money on an idea and they are so married to it that they can't see that the real opportunity is three feet to the right. Um, you know, and, and that's the toughest part is when we get to work with uh, these startups or these, these companies that are open to change and are open to listening to what the people that they would be selling to actually want, that's when you find a lot of success so you have to be willing to change, you have to be willing to adapt. And if you're not willing to do that, then I don't think you should be in in the uh in the game.
0: In your community, and I talk your neighborhood, New Jersey, your town that you say that no one knows where it is. Um <laughs> what is it that you see out there? Um, uh, do you have any success stories that you can point to of people who are
1: doing it right? Locally? Locally yeah. or otherwise. Yeah, locally or otherwise. I do. There's a restaurant in my town called chef Freddie's table, and uh, they've always done well in our town. Not amazing, but well, you know, well-respected restaurant when the pandemic hit uh, a lot of the shelters, of course, their capacity became at max and uh, their supplies of food was running low and chef Freddy's table stepped up to the plate and um, started offering free meals and getting very engaged with the community. And, um, Now that things have settled down a little bit, the community has embraced them just as much, um, patronizing them, uh, sharing their story, sharing what they've done. And uh, you mentioned humanity a little while ago. I think that has really um, reminded me that there are still some really great people out there. I think that's a local success story that I always keep at the front of my head.
0: And and this is, I'm I'm just such a, intrigued with what it takes for people to become these visionaries innovators what do you think what do you think the secret
1: sauce is i think i mentioned it earlier you have to be willing to adapt and you have to be willing to change you have to be willing to listen i think that's the only way you can become successful is if you listen to the people that want what you want to produce so when you look out at the world what do you want to produce I want to produce some incredible products that people say that's I know the guy who designed that. I know the team that designed that. You know, we my partner and I talked about this not too long ago. Um, There's some very notable designers in the world and uh, whether people know them or not, um, many do. Um, You'll find a majority of these people uh, know some of these very renowned designers and they've designed uh, trains and homes that are in every history book and every art museum. Uh, and you know, I think a lot of that has become saturated because of social media and because of technology. So I think being able to stand out from that very, very large crowd has become more important than ever now to uh, create a name for yourself.
0: So what's the future for your company? Uh, maybe just talk about the, the scope of it, clients you're looking for, just give me a little bit of insight into your what you're looking at right now as we're talking here.
1: Sure, we, we do wanna keep the team um, very family oriented for us. As we continue to grow, we wanna make sure that everyone knows who everyone is and that everybody counts um, regardless of what their job description is and that everyone is uh, contributing to this larger picture. My partner and I want to continue to grow. We want to get more into the prosthetics realm. We want to get more into some automotive design realm. And I think we really want to continue striving towards working with some of these larger entities that need outside product development. Um, there's a lot of large companies out there that that need help um, to produce new products to really invigorate their lineup. And uh, we have the capabilities of doing that.
0: Well, it make, made me smile when you said you want to get into automotive because uh, I think when we first met, you were working on a project, <laughs> a school project, because you were flipping cars at the right. same time, going to school, but you had a school project at the time was a dashboard
1: product, product that you were d- designing. What is it about cars? That's a good. you got a great memory, Barry. I don't know. It's um, one of those things in my life that just makes me extremely happy Um it helps me escape from a lot of the badness of the day-to-day, getting in, starting that engine, hearing it run. Um, there's something very uh, intoxicating about that, and uh, I hope that that passion continues on. I'd like to uh, you know, do some track racing one day, which would be pretty exciting, um, have a little race car trailer, have our team come out and watch. That'd be a lot of fun.
0: Little branding through the race car as a little well.
1: branding through the car, right, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, in the end, how does how does someone get a hold of you, Alex, and your your company and what you're doing? How do how do you they can, track you down? Yeah.
1: yeah, we're we're pretty easy to find. You can shoot me an email at alext@dive co. You can follow us on Instagram at dive design co. and we're on Facebook as well. Uh, and if you feel so inclined, my phone number is nine seven three three four eight. 9402. And the phone is always on Barry. I love it.
0: Well, thanks. Thanks for uh, coming on the call here and uh, just check it in. It's been so, so long and it was always, uh, always a pleasure to talk to you back uh, as many years ago as we did. And now here you are and uh, just so glad to see you bring this uh, vision of yours to life.
1: Thanks for having me on Barry. It's been uh, great catching up and I really do appreciate it.
0: Thanks again to Alex and thank you for joining us and tuning into the podcast. If you would like to connect with any of our guests here on Reboot Forward, check out our show notes or send me an email. Barry, that's B-A-R-R-Y at RebootForward.com. That's Barry at RebootForward.com. Until next time, let's reboot forward.